Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for anyone who wants to achieve their dream of getting and staying well, happy and free from any form of alcohol dependence. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 14 of the Alcohol Recovery Show. Today, we are discussing how to prevent a relapse. In a few moments, Lewis will explain the three stages of a relapse and what telltale signs to look out for that might indicate you are at risk of a relapse. But before he shares the stages of relapse with you, it is worth pointing out that even for non-drinkers, having thoughts of a drink is not abnormal. Most of us probably live in a culture in which alcohol is in most places and situations, cafes, bars, restaurants, on TV, on advertising billboards and in supermarkets and food stores. It is part of most celebrations and social occasions. So having a passing thought about having a drink is just that. It's a passing thought So don't get too wrought up about it, but do be vigilant. Sometimes so-called drinking dreams can bother people and they can get really upset about it. They don't want to drink, but they have a dream in which they're drinking and again, that is normal. If you've drank for years, these memories will be in your subconscious and they might fuel the odd dream here and there. So having passing thoughts or dreams you can't control is quite different to fixating on the idea that you want to drink. So just let the passing thoughts go and do something to further solidify your recovery, such as read some literature that you use to help stay sober or go to a meeting or talk to a sober friend. If you are listening to this and you've had a recent relapse, well done for getting back. We are really glad you're listening to this, so keep listening to these types of podcasts and immerse yourself in positive messages about recovery. One thing we would urge you not to do, and that is beat yourself up about your relapse. This will serve no purpose except to make you feel bad, so bad that you might end up reaching for a drink again. So, In the interests of your continued recovery, even if you were starting from day one for the 10th or for the 100th time, stay focused on what you are doing right today and look ahead to a positive alcohol-free future. You can do this. For anyone who has relapsed, it can be useful to think carefully about why it occurred. Perhaps you will identify with the telltale signs Lewis will point out. Knowing your individual triggers can help you avoid relapsing in the future. But why do relapses occur? They can occur for all sorts of reasons, including disappointment, upset, feeling like you are cured of any drinking problem you might have had, or thinking negatively about yourself. There might be triggers such as certain people, places, events or occasions that you know will be tricky for you. So it is worth working out what these are for you individually and being prepared. One of the biggest underlying causes of relapse 
is just feeling deprived of a drink, feeling like you're missing out. Sometimes people might blame an upsetting event or a loss as the cause of the relapse, but really, deep down, a desire to drink is there already because alcohol is seen as a treat that they have given up. A way to avoid this pitfall is to remind yourself on a regular basis that you've not given up alcohol. You are free of alcohol. You are free of hangovers, alcohol-related health problems, unmanageable finances, relationship issues and all the rest. So if you do have thoughts of feeling left out or missing out on drinking, challenge these thoughts. This is my number one tip. I've known people who've lifted a drink again, sometimes after many years, not because life was going sour, but the complete opposite. Life was good and they drank again, bringing all the old chaos back into their lives. They drank again because even after all that time, there was a little niggling thought that somehow life would be even better with the drink. Needless to say, it wasn't. So take a bit of time today to think about your attitude towards alcohol and being alcohol free. If you feel even in the teeniest bit deprived, challenge this and perhaps step up the efforts that you make individually to stay sober. Maybe immerse yourself in some helpful books, listen to audios or videos to help keep you on track, hang out with sober friends. Perhaps without shame or blame, Honestly recall how alcohol affected your life in the past. To avoid feeling deprived, you could take some time to do something nice for yourself today. Buy yourself a small treat with the money you've saved by not drinking. Sometimes when people actually do the math and work out how much they were spending on booze, it's a pleasant surprise to know that there is all this extra money available now to spend on other alcohol-free treats and activities. So make sure you do something nice for yourself. An alcohol-free life is to be enjoyed, not endured. So that's all from me this week. I'm going to hand over now to Lewis and he's going to tell us all about the three stages of relapse and how to prevent it happening in the first place. So listen on. Hello, this is Lewis, and today I want to talk about how to stop a relapse before it starts. That has to be good news if you can do that, because after all, why put yourself the pain of going through a relapse and then having to begin again, trying to get sober, when you can stop the whole business of relapse before it even happens? In treatment theory, we consider that a relapse has three stages to it. It's not just a sudden event. Usually a relapse has been building up for some time. Now, when I say some time, I should define that a little bit more carefully because it really depends on how long you have been sober. For instance, if you've been sober for years and then you relapse, Well, it's probably the case that that relapse could have been building up for weeks or even months. At the other extreme, however, 
if you've only been sober for, say, a couple of days, that build-up to a relapse might have only lasted a few hours or, or maybe even minutes. Either way, a crucial skill in avoiding a relapse is recognising the telltale signs that you are in that build-up period to a relapse. The first stage is what's known as an emotional relapse. The telltale signs that an emotional relapse might be starting is when your self-care starts to slip and the habits, the good habits that you've put in place to stay away from drinking start to slip. For example, if you've been using physical exercise, such as going for a run as a replacement activity to drinking, and then you start thinking, well, perhaps I don't need to go for a run today. That could be a sign, a telltale sign that an emotional relapse is, is, is taking place. Or maybe you've started a new hobby because you now have all this wonderful sober time that you can use positively in your life. But you start to lose interest in it or think perhaps I won't bother today. Or maybe you've been attending support groups and you start thinking, well, hmm, maybe I don't need them anymore. These are all early indications that you might be in an emotional relapse. Another strong sign that an emotional relapse could be in, in play is if you start feeling sorry for yourself. Self-pity never did anyone any good. It is understandable and only human to feel, to feel sad for yourself if something bad happens in your life. But really, if you find yourself in that pit of self-pity a lot of the time, and really for no strong reason, well, you have to ask yourself, is this an emotional relapse? If having listened to this, you think, ah, maybe I am having an emotional relapse right now, I would advise you to do the following. Straight away, get back to those activities that you were doing previously that were help keeping you away from the drink. Start going for that run again. Get back to that hobby you'd started to enjoy. Re-engage with that support group that was helping you. Or whatever it is that you were doing that was working. Get back to it, because if it was working before, it'll work again. And if self-pity is your problem... Get yourself out for a walk in some pleasant surroundings and think about all the things that are going good. You may have problems in your life. We all do. But there are always positives you can find. And if the reason for your self-pity is simply because you're feeling sorry for yourself because you haven't had a drink, well, think of all the benefits that not drinking is bringing you. Physical health, better relationships, more money in your bank account. You could make a list as soon as you've listened to this podcast. That should cheer you up. Now let's move on to the next relapse stage. That is the mental relapse. You know when a mental relapse is happening because the thought bombs start hitting you. If you've read my book, The 10-Day Alcohol Detox Plan, you will know what a thought bomb is. It's a plausible lie. It's a sudden thought sent out to you by your subconscious mind totally randomly 
telling you something that you might want to believe. But if you allow yourself to believe a thought bomb, it will explode in your life, causing all sorts of chaos and usually a relapse. Here are some examples of thought bombs which I list in the book. A very common thought bomb is, well, maybe just one drink won't hurt. That particular thought bomb has started a, a zillion relapses. Another huge one is the thought bomb that, well, no one will know. You have the opportunity to have a sneaky drink and no one will know about it. The trouble is, when that thought bomb goes off, you pick up that drink and you relapse, then everyone's going to know about it. Other common thought bombs are thoughts like, well, perhaps I deserve a drink now. I've been sober for X amount of time. Yeah, I deserve one. Or another one might be, well, I've been sober all this time. Yeah, I can have a drink because I can quit again. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Or it's not fair that I can't drink when other people can. Or, well, yeah, maybe I can have a drink and I can always switch to fruit juice later. Or, well, I should be okay having a drink. I'm not as bad as some people. Or I'm sure I don't really have a problem now. All these are thought bombs just telling you what you might want to hear. So how do you deal with thought bombs? Well, the first and most important thing is that when one of these thoughts comes into your head, you label it. You say to yourself, that is a thought bomb. It's just random rubbish being thrown out from my subconscious mind. I don't have to believe it and just move on. Another really good way of dealing with thought bombs is to actually question them. For instance, if you think, well, you know, I can have a drink and I, I, I'll, I'll just change to a soft drink later on. Well, question that. Ask yourself, well, in your drinking past, how often did that actually happen? How often could you start drinking alcohol and then switch to a cola or a fruit juice or what have you? If the answer is never, if it's never happened in the past, well, it's never going to happen in the future either. If a thought bump's told you that, well, actually you're wittier, you're funnier, you're more likable when you have a drink. Just think about people that you've, you've heard talking complete garbage when they're drunk and think, well, actually, is that really true that I'm wittier and more likable? It probably isn't. If that thought bomb's told you that, well, actually you can have a drink now, you know, you've been sober all this time, you don't have a problem anymore, you can stop whenever you like. Ask yourself, is that really true? And look back on how difficult it was to stop in the first place and ask yourself, do I really want to go through that again? And if a thought bomb tells you that, actually I can go back to my old bar and have a chat to my old friends. It'd be great to see them again and I won't need to have a drink. You just ask yourself in all seriousness, is that really likely to happen? Hey, probably not. And if a thought bomb tells you that, well, hey, you know, I really wasn't so bad when I was drinking. Have a serious word with yourself and, and go over all the things that went wrong in your life. And all the damage that happened when you were drinking. All the bad decisions that had long-term consequences. The people you fell out with. The money you spent. Actually, when you're honest with yourself, yeah, it was bad. And now I don't have that problem. So why should I go back to that? The final stage of relapse is physical relapse. And that is the stage that I hope you don't reach. 
because that is where you actually pick up that drink. If that does happen to you, my strong advice to you is to pull yourself out of it as quickly as you possibly can. If you start getting thoughts like, well, I can stop next week or I can stop after my birthday or I can stop next year. Don't believe it. Those are just more thought bombs. The longer you carry on drinking for, the deeper your relapse becomes and the more difficult it will be with every day to crawl back again and get back to where you were and get back to that place of comfort where alcohol wasn't controlling your life. I hope this has been helpful today. Thinking about those three stages of relapse, the emotional stage, the mental stage and the physical stage. And recognising when this could be happening in your life. This is Lewis David wishing you all the very best. Thanks, Lewis. And thank you to everybody for being with us today and for listening. Thanks also for all the comments that people have sent in. We do read them all. So you can contact us via the Winds Press contact page. I'll leave details in the description box that goes with this podcast episode. Please do keep the comments coming in. So bye for now and we'll talk next week. Bye.